Hello, everybody. It is a beautiful day. It is. I'm not. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I see. We got a different mic here, so uh, it's not really. Okay. There we go. Hello, everybody. That was uh, Brass Monkey, Beastie Boys. It's Thursday. Side stage with Travis, noon to three, then an automated hour. And then bingo, bango, it's your boy, Canatalk ND with Wilson. And what is this? Well, this is the top of the hour at KRFF 95.9 LPFM, Moorhead Fargo, 701-478-4959. You can stream this bad boy, RadioFreeFargo.org. You can go and donate. And uh, it's the holiday season for giving, and we'll take it. We'll take, uh, like I said, we'll take even uh, live animals as long as you bring, you know, food and, you know, somewhere for them to lay down before we, you know, you know. But anyway, Canatalk ND with Wilson every Thursday. Uh, we talk about cannabis legalization. We talk about everything involving that. And then I give you, like I say, the week in weed, you know, and I give you a fresh batch of cannabis. News at 420. And uh, what a beautiful day here in Fargo. I wish it well for you as well. It's always 420 degrees here in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately. Uh, for those of you with medical cards, smoke them if you got them. I got stuff to talk about. You can bet that. But uh, I was just thinking on the way over here, you know, people, they're thinking like, man, am, am I going crazy? You know, I can't be going crazy. Well, you might be going crazy. So why don't you call the mobile mental health crisis response number 1-800-233-4512 and let them decide. Feel me? Now, if your buddy starts looking at you funny and he starts writing his name on the food and stuff in the fridge... You might want to take a look at the New Life Center helps people who are homeless and hurting go from merely surviving to truly thriving. Their aim is to help people in need discover value and find hope. The New Life Center has evolved into a multifaceted emergency and crisis service center. To learn more about NLC, visit their website at www.fargonlc.org or give them a call at 701-235-4453. And like I said, Canatalk ND with Wilson. We talk about cannabis in a positive light. Um, I tried to convince you, if you haven't been convinced already, that it's beneficial for our world and everybody that, you know, legalizes it is making the right step. And after they've done it for a while, they resoundingly say, we made the right decision. So I, I implore North Dakota to get with it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what can I, what can I do? I don't know what I can do, but do what I'm doing now here at RadioFreeFargo.org. Canatalk ND with Wilson on YouTube. We give you this show tomorrow, minus the tunes. And uh, you can go and donate. Donate, like I said, RadioFreeFargo.org. You can stream that too. Like if you missed Side Stage with Trav, you can go and check that out too. I recommend it. And uh, it's the holiday season, y'all. You know, keep it green, you know. King Cannabis. No, King of Green, Captain Cannabis or Kangaroo. But anyway... Uh, Indy for Freedom, you can go and check that out. Committee for Compassionate Care on the medical side. Uh, you know, Paulson can take care of you there. Leslie gave their mind, gaffed her, gaffed her mind out, brain out, whatever. Anyway, folks, Canatalk Indy with Wilson. We cover uh, cannabis legalization and the benefits of it. And I give you, I curate the week in weed. And then I open up the bag of cannabis news at 420. And that's the direction we're heading now. So let's play a tune before, you know, before I learn how to talk. You know what I'm saying? Here's the motor motorcycle song. It's brand new. Dan Horn. I don't want a pickle. I just want to ride on my motorcycle. Isn't that beautiful? Kind of talk ND with Wilson on Radio Free Fargo 95.9 here in the beautiful town of Fargo and the wonderful state of North Dakota. Um, 
there's a new mic here. So uh, that was what threw me off. So uh, you'll have to forgive me as I work through it. I kind of like it now that I know what I'm what I'm up against here. Uh, I still might want to put a little foamy thing on it. But anyway, uh, all I want for Christmas are two front teeth. So bear with me because I've got a date in Mexico, January 13th, 10 a.m., in Nuevo Progreso, and my dentist uh, doesn't speak a lot of English, so he has his brother, who actually used to be a meth head as well, um, interpret our need, my needs. And so I've already spoken to him a couple times because, well, you know, I have anxiety, and now I'm missing two front teeth, and some of the caps are kind of removed, and you don't care about that. But anyway, we talk about cannabis legalization here and the benefits of that, and uh, I just wanted to mention, before we get to uh, the bag of cannabis, news that I'll open at 420. I just wanted to mention, like, how, how can we get involved in North Dakota? You know what's going on now? You've got nothing you can vote on, but you can definitely blow up your representative's phone, you know, and shout out Representative Marvin Nelson. Seems like he's came out pretty uh, actively and vocally about, uh, you know, wanting to help us push a few medical, uh, I suppose you call it agendas, but, uh, and I'm going to mention some of them. And uh, if you think there's anything or if you uh, you had testimony, you know, like where the quality is bad, you're getting stinking mold in your funk, you know, your rank dank. I feel like I should do like a uh, public service. If you find your dank rank, please call Representative Marvin Nelson and he'll uh, he'll bring you where you need to be. But again, uh, Committee for Compassionate Care, Leslie Ann Paulson, yeah, she, uh, you can get any information. She can tell you what to do. You know, they're going to need, uh, you know, testimony at the Capitol, you know, so if you, like I said, if you've got a, a particular story that would pertain to these particular bills that I'm going to tell you about, you know, that's how you can help for sure. You can do it that way. And again, shout out representative Marvin Nelson. We need like about all of them more, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, so this is just an idea of what they're going to try to get through and it can be changed. And you with a particular testimony or particular need, you know, it can be added and, and what, whatnot. All right. So I wrote, I read the, I read these last week and I just want to, you know, read them now just to kind of, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, let me, uh, let me rethink. Let's see. Committee for Compassionate Care. Can I talk ND on YouTube and Facebook? ND for Freedom. RadioFreeFargo.org. Go there and donate. Listen to old stuff. Every Thursday I'm here. Temperatures 420 degrees in here, 24-7, or at least when I'm in here. And uh, we cover cannabis legalization. It's a beautiful day here in Fargo. I hope it's beautiful for you good people. So four bills in the work. Uh, eliminate juvenile THC cap, and uh, that's a good one, you know, for sure. And I suppose it's nothing you would know at first, you know, the first time you gave your child what they told you to give her or him, you know? So you start looking at the symptoms abating, you know? Uh, if, if there's a symptom that used to go away and it's uh, going away and coming back right away, what's the problem? Well, you probably need to give the little bless his heart a little more. Feel me? And so you run through your whole month's supply in two weeks. And I remember even back in the day and just having... You know, a lot of friends who were stinking junkies, myself included, when it came to getting pills and, and whatever, you know, you became really good at it because you always ran out. You know, if you, especially if you were giving them to your buddy, you know, by the 15th, you didn't have any more hydrocodone for that blown out leg, you fall, you know, falling off a roof. 
So what did you do? You had to go in and get more. So it's a horrible precedent, you know, that us junkies have set, you know, because you almost now are going, well, listen, my kid needs more, you know, and so now it's like it's hesitant, you know, it's like, oh, does he really, you know, are you kicking it out the garage to your bros? You know, and again, cannabis is always medical. Everything's medicinal about cannabis. Even if you use it recreationally, the things that happen after that are medicinal, you know, and Google it, educate yourself. Can I talk ND with Wilson every stinking Thursday, four to five, and this Thursday's no different. I just wanted to not get sidetracked. So we eliminate the juvenile THC cap, increase caregiver numbers, two purchasers, five dosers, Current single caregiver limitations is very discriminatory to some of the people who would most benefit. And again, you got divorced parents, you got your grandma, you got just a special occasion, you know, where they're going south and, and dad's taking them this time, blah, 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 blah. And then the home grow sections, and we're going to talk about, you know, home grow in New Jersey here at 420. But I think the crux of cannabis legalization is freedom and power. If the person can grow, he's equal to the big guy. He's just equal. He has what they try to sell him, and that's the problem. If they don't let you grow it, then you have to buy what they have. And that feels, well, what's happened in all kind of commerce and stuff. So I don't want, canna- you know, I don't want cannabis to fall victim to that. And it's going to happen if we don't blow up our representatives, you know, be annoying and be the resounding voice, especially for these home grows. For patient home grow and caregiver grow. You know, if you, do, if you say, well, recreationally, nothing good comes from a guy growing his own party pot. Cool. But medicinally, I think we just can't become the pharmacy doling out the little niblets and giblets to the people when they can grow it and control it themselves. And there's been, you know, and there's a lot of education that would, would show that that's uh, beneficial. And then uh, this one I don't really understand. You know, maybe I'll have her explain it to me later. Um, but possible patient protection bill, which gives access to labs. And uh, that was just kind of something I wanted to, you know, well, I, I got this time to blow. You know, I was banging out measure two, boo on measure two. And there's always something. So I thought, well, this will be where I spotlight that, you know, until the second musical break, which we're creeping up on here now and then. On the other side of this, it'll be kind of talk ND with Wilson on Radio Free Fargo 95.9 here in the heart of historic downtown Fargo, where all your dreams come true and all your truths become dreams. Can I get an amen? Thank you. So anyway, King of Green, Captain Cannabis, messing with the new microphone. I think I'm getting kind of a hang of it. It's kind of held up by rubber bands and it's bouncing around in front of my face, which again, I mean... How often does that happen to a person? I don't know. So anyway, welcome. Thanks for joining me in this whatever. Um, we got some good tunes too, you know, which is kind of cool. I, I'd love that every week a new Christmas song would come out that was hip and groovy, you know, because I really like Christmas and I like Christmas songs, kind of, you know. So anyway, enough of that. First up here, we got KRS-One sound of the police and uh you know maybe there's going to be a theme but uh the two urban ditties that i got um are don't even need to be edited you know these are strong justice kind of narratives that have that are basically expressed to the people without any expletives 
you know, and for me, that's that's pretty awesome because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, when you think of rap tunes, you don't really think of zero cussing, you know, out of all the music, you know. So these, uh, I'm going to play one now and then I'm going to play one after, you know, I get done talking about cannabis in a positive light. But uh, right now, here comes KRS-One, Sound of the Police, and then I'm going to throw it back to 1932 uh, with Cab Calloway, the Hepster Cat, and he's going to do that crazy reefer, man. Here it comes. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, ran out of time. You know what I mean? So we'll have to get to that other one another time. Can I talk Indy with Wilson every Thursday at 420. We open a stinky bag of cannabis news every week, and this week's no different. So on the other side of this intro, we'll talk about cannabis. 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 Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Canatalk ND with Wilson. Every stinking Thursday, and we're at 420 ish. You know, like I said, my view is blocked from the clock, and so I had to like lower my shoulders to see what time it was. And I don't know about you guys, but I like to talk, and I can get. I can get going. And I thought I was looking at the clock, you know, because I knew when I needed to play the songs. Okay, you don't care about that. Let's talk about cannabis, shall we? Let's do it. So first up, marijuana. And and again, this is from uh, PressHerald.com. And uh, I don't call it marijuana because, as you guys know, we have to call it cannabis because that's what it is. It's called cannabis. All those other names were agenda-based. And again, marijuana, that was a negative kind of a, a jive term for Mexicans that the white people that actually convinced everybody to le- illegalize hemp was what they said, you know. But anyway, marijuana has grown to become Maine's most valuable crop. Sales of medical marijuana alone totaled nearly $222 million through October, making cannabis the state's most valuable agricultural commodity. Can you dig that? Cannabis is now Maine's most valuable crop, besting the state's signature agriculture products such as potatoes, milk, and Maine's famous blueberries. Medical marijuana sales totaled $221 million, like I said, from January through October, not even a full stinking year, more than double what had been sold by this time last year, according to state sales tax figures. That puts the industry on pace to hit close to $300 million, despite a global pandemic that has put many Mainers out of work. <laughs> I wonder if they like being called that, Mainers. Out of work and depressed consumer spending nationwide. Since uh, March, we have all been participating in a national experiment. What we've learned is that no matter what, Americans are going to get their cannabis, alcohol, baking supplies, and cars, regardless of the economy. Now, I would argue that cars in this particular economy is not what people are getting. That's just me. But uh, the boom follows a record-breaking year for the industry in 2019. Excuse me. Maine recorded more than $100 million in sales, twice as much as anyone expected. So that's... That's that's also going to help legalizing cannabis here in North Dakota specifically is twice as much as anyone expected. So, you know, you had the naysayers going, yeah, well, 100 million's OK, you know, but I mean, we make that, you know, fiscally in the first three months out of Jack Daniels, you know, or that one funny private area gets big. Uh, what is that thing? Whatever the blue pill. You know, I mean, because the first time they tried to push that out into a market, people are like, "Ah, I don't know. People aren't ready for that yet. And then he says, oh, we did twice as much as anyone expected. So then you got all the people with their heads with capital perking up. And I would imagine 
That's what's happening all over. You know, it's a, it's a hot thing. You know, like I said, green is the new black. But uh, in Colorado, the average consumer spent 43% more in April than March. In Las Vegas, spending rose 32% over that same period. And in Massachusetts, sales were up almost 50%. Cannabis was immune to a lot of pandemics, business, biggest business killers, because, again, it, it works best indoors, you know what I mean? So anyway, yay on Maine. We love you. Now, what else can we talk about? Let's talk about this one. Feds crack down on deceptively marketed CBD products. Again, this is from MarijuanaMoment.net. Kyle Yeager. I feel like I owe him, like, I don't know, a couple hugs for all the articles he's kicked down for Can I Talk Into You with Wilson every Thursday. 420 is when the bag of cannabis news gets open, and we're in it now. No question. So anyway, uh, as a part, now you're going to love this. It's part of Operation CBD Seat. Isn't that great? Let's say that again, because, uh, well, because you got to. Oper- as part of Operation CBD Seat, FTC is mandating that the firms and personnel associated with them stop making a wide range of scientifically unsupported claims about their products. Ability to treat medical conditions. Some of the companies will also have to pay monetary judgments companies made unsupported claims that their oils balms gummies coffees and other goods could treat serious disease such as cancer and diabetes you know and i mean as a person who uses cbd for a variety of reasons i would be the case study in my head you know because i have the problems that i need to take stuff for i have physical and visible setbacks that aren't you know stabilized and managed by medicine so when I don't do that, there's a problem. So when I correct it with CBD and other natural selection, those things are managed, you know. So, I mean, the claim, I mean, you want to say, yeah, my stuff is going to cure cancer and diabetes. But does it, you know, does it, you know. So the companies targeted in the new action are Bionatural Health, Class Herbalist, Epic House, and uh, apparently they're requiring each of the companies and individuals behind them to stop making such unsupported health claims immediately. And several will pay monetary judgments to the agency. Um, in April, the two agencies sent a letter to a company run by a former professional football player warning the firm to stop claiming its CBD products could prevent or cure corona virus um, avoid being cheated by a miracle cbd cure considering alternative medical treatments containing cbd before you act ask your doctor before you take the medicines blah 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 anyway that was just like a little something something i thought we'd talk about um Rand Paul files bill to increase hemp tc thc limit and address other industry concerns now don't don't call me a bigger idiot than you probably already do, but I had no idea that Ron Paul had a son. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, I thought Rand Paul was a stinking hairstylist. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's in the water here in Fargo. All right, so Rand Paul files bill to increase hemp THC limit. So, I mean, I've heard of this guy. He's always, like, got meme, meme pictures. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, he's from Kentucky, which I... I didn't know that either. I don't even know. Is Ron Paul from Kentucky too? Oh, that's right. That's, you think so? Oh, well, good. 
All right. So on Tuesday, introduced a bill that would triple the concentration of THC. So right now it's 0.03. All right. And they want to jump it up to 1%, which I think is beautiful, you know, and then you give it an umbrella, you know, you can, you can shoot for three, you know, but I would imagine that an increased, well, I mean, tests show that the more THC in the rest of the hemp and cannabis plant, the more effective the, you know, the stuff that you need the stronger stuff for, you know, it's just more effective, you know, I mean, CBD works, but, and 0.03 works, but 0.6% really works. You know what I'm saying? So Paul, anyway, he uh, put a bill, it's a uh, derivative, it's, okay, hemp and its derivatives were legalized under the 2018 Farm Bill and Department of Agriculture and they quickly got to work developing rules for the market. But industry stakeholders have strongly protested certain restrictive level legislation. Um, so Rand Paul has led the fight in Washington to restore one of Kentucky's most historically vital crops by legalizing industrial hemp. So that is cool. Perhaps the most common complaint, they say that it's too low. So the bill would increase that threshold to 1%. It would also address potential problems with testing requirements under USDA's proposed Regulations. The agency said hemp processors would get a 15-day window to test the crop's flour to ensure that the THC concentration is within the allowed limits. But testing flour can be onerous, and farmers have said it would stretch their resources thin, not to mention that the plant's THC is significantly impacted by environmental factors. To fix that issue, the senator is pushing for final hemp products themselves to be tested rather than the initial flour from the plant, and that's pretty cool, I think. Because you test the product. So so let's say you get hit with some hemp that you grew that was hot, as they say in the biz. But if you run it through its process, you could get that out of there. You know, I guess strain it or, or heat it to where you destroy the THC and then leave, you know, whatever. Although I think the threshold of CBDs and stuff is not as hot as it would take to burn it off. But anyway... uh the legislation also calls for the establishment of a seed certificate to accompany hemp in transport. There have been instances where the law enforcement has seized the crop, believing it to be illicit, and so processors would carry a certificate stipulating that the hemp they're transporting contains a lawful THC limit, and that's groovy. Uh, for years, he's led the fight, like he said. Finally, the bill would create a definition for the margin of error when it comes to THC testing. While the current interim final rule for hemp gives the DEA discretion in determining that margin, Paul is proposing using 0.075% as the standard, giving farmers and processors the certainty that they have requested according to a one-page review. Um, well, that's good. And uh, shout out Rand Paul, who's the son of Ron Paul, which yeah, I'm going to look at a picture, see if I can see. I can kind of see Ron in him. You know, I think he's got Ron's eyes. Okay. That's that. Kind of talk Indy with Wilson every stinking Thursday, 420, we break out a bag of uh, cannabis news. It's always 420 degrees here in the studio. We got off to a slow start. I got hit with the funny mic, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm with it now. So let's talk about this quick. Stinking New Jersey legalizes marijuana. Again, this is a Forbes article, and I didn't say it. They said it. But growing at home is still a felony. So New Jersey is set to become the only state in the U.S. where adults can use, possess, and purchase cannabis while still risking prison for growing marijuana at home under any circumstances. Isn't that, that's just, and so that's what I'm saying. We, we have to be careful, you know, because if you can't grow it like tomatoes, 
and but you need it and want it, then they don't let you make it. They make it. They set the value, and they create the supply and demand. And yeah, that's how capitalists, you know, pr- you know, one-sided pricks who only care about them all, their own selves. You know what I'm saying? You know, so nothing out there has has been fair in my mind. You know, so being allowed to grow really reduces and makes it fair play. It makes fair play. That's just what it does. And I believe in that. And I think that's why, again, that MORE Act should be looked at. Maybe it shouldn't get passed through. Maybe it's not the one we want. Because once you pass it through, is it easy to change? I don't know. I mean, you know, one month could take 16 years, you know, when it comes to legislative plotting, which brings me uh, this. I wanted to mention that Mexico, you know, in fact, did push it to April of 2021, but it's just for, they assured me personally, they called, is a technicality and a text that has to be corrected and not the function of the bill. So the vehicle of the bill, not the function of the bill. So by April 2021, if you're over 18, you're going to be able to, you know, drink more than margaritas. And I don't even know, can you drink at 18 in Mexico? I don't know. So anyway, uh, on election day, so this is just kind of like a platform to talk about this Forbes article. On election day, more than two-thirds of voters in the state, they approved a constitutional amendment to legalize cannabis. So they obviously want it. But most of those people would love to be able to grow it. You know, and they might say, well, as long as it's legal. You know, as long as it's legal. But they can take your rights away from that. And then you're, you know, begging. I mean, it's a commodity in Maine. I mean, they're making more money in Maine off cannabis than stupid blueberries. I mean, our forefathers talked about those blueberries. So anyway, public question number one did not establish key rules like possession limits. Isn't that crazy? And did not specify who would be allowed to cultivate and sell commercial cannabis to stores or how citizens were supposed to access cannabis at all. That's crazy. It wasn't in the in the thing. It was just like so this is like where you legalize cannabis and that was all you did. You know, when they talk about those single subject rules, you know. Well, they could have added a couple more things in that New Jersey one. Feel me? They could have added a grow. Now. I suppose promoters would have said, well, maybe they wouldn't be too keen if you added a grow, but something like a on Monday, so-called enabling legislation to do all that passed the state Senate committee floor. A full floor vote is expected as soon as this week and must pass in order for cannabis possession to become legal by January 1. And the day question number one is supposed to take effect. But what's notable about the bill sponsored by state Senate President Stephen M. Sweeney is what's not in it. Advocates who testified in favor of its passage noticed not a released a copy of the bill, putting them in an awkward position of having to speak in favor of something they know only by description. Uh, that may also means that legalization would mean stiff criminal penalties for home cannabis growers, a development that angers and frustrates cannabis advocates. I suppose I would be one who nonetheless are supporting the bill because you say, well, you know, it's at least it's legal and we need to work on this growth thing, you know, but the Civil Liberties Union is getting involved. So that's good. Um, they're, you know, they're advocating for home growth for all the reasons I mentioned, economic justice perspective and healthcare perspective. People shouldn't be forced into going to dispensaries for spe- specific strains they need right now during COVID. It would be much easier if they had access to their own supply, but we just prohibit that. And what's worse, we punish it severely in New Jersey. And that's what blows my mind. So to me, it feels like a bully dictator stuff they're like okay you little sheep like cannabis okay fine we'll be able to rape you for everything you got and you'll be happy because this is what you want 
But then if you try to be independent and you try to provide on your own, you know, uh, away from the mandate of the dictator New Jersey, you're going to get a felony. And not only that, you're going to get a $150,000 fine, ten year, up to 10 years in prison. If you have less than 10 plants, it's still a felony, punishable by a prison term of up to five stinking years. You know, so it's almost like they're like, well, we made so much money busting the low-hanging fruit with these simple cannabis measures or cannabis offenses. Cops can't do that anymore. So they're going to, so this is their way of redirecting the income cops made up busting cannabis people. Now it's just stiffer. You can have it. You can buy it from that store that's ran by, you know, the state. But if we find out you've been growing it yourself, you're going to be in big trouble and you're going to pay big monies. And so then there comes the lawyers. Now they're going to have to get a lawyer. So you have to pay a lawyer. Now you have all those court fees and processing fees and jailer fees. You pay for the crappy food, blah, 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 blah. It seems like this is just how they're going to make the money off of cannabis that was voted to be legal. But not the whole aspect of it. It's like it's it's really weird. And you should educate yourself and look into how this goes, because maybe we don't want the more voted, more voted, more act voted in because there's just a whole lot more of that of this in there. You know, it's under different umbrellas. You know, it's under like syntax because they put it with booze and tobacco. And again, I'm just riffing. So you should Google it. But it's scary. You know, a right that Americans in other states have legalized medical marijuana all take for granted. Home cultivation is also not allowed in New Jersey for medical cannabis patients. They get hit with a felony, too. So of the states with legal rec, only Illinois prohibits adults from growing cannabis at home while at least allowing medical patients home cultivation rights. So and Illinois just love taxes. They love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So, if you know, they're going to taxi, taxi, tax you. Maybe New Jersey's following suit. But I'd hate the way to, I'd hate to say that other states begin doing it, you know. But I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love legalizing cannabis and then penalizing you creating the thing they legalized, you know. Especially with how harsh it is, you know. But anyway, we got to keep cruising. I wanted to talk about. This here, marijuana conviction felt like a death sentence after a man got COVID in prison. This is, uh, again, Kyle Yeager, marijuana, marijuana moment. And this is an interesting, uh, this is an interesting stinking article. So the consequences of cannabis criminalization went on full display before a U.S. House of Rep committee earlier this month when a man who contracted COVID while incarcerated told lawmakers that he felt he had been effectively sentenced to death for a first-time marijuana offense. All right, testimony pegged to a hearing on the Bureau of Prisons um, noted that while after four years he was released from the eight-year sentence because of later evidentiary findings, he could still be put back on trial if Kansas prosecutors choose to do so. Uh, Dante couldn't testify at our hearing on COVID in prisons this month, but his words must be heard. Uh, in the end, I became infected with the virus. At that moment, I felt as if I was sentenced to a death sentence. Uh, I've been encouraged that the citizens of all five states that had cannabis reform initiatives on the ballot decided to approve those measures, including in conservative states. Uh, still, during the time he served, Westmoreland said he was cognizant of the unfairness that he was sitting in prison over a plant that was becoming legal in states across the country. 
For example, at one point while he was in prison, he watched a news segment on TV about medical cannabis being legalized in neighboring Missouri. Can you believe that? He's sitting in Kansas in the clink, eating that horrible food, protecting his backside, literally, and he's watching news stuff of people dancing around in Missouri. It's not right. It's not morally right. A geographical distance cannot create, should not create criminals. You can't be a criminal in Kansas and be, you know, celebrated in Missouri. It's got to stop, people. We got to get it stopped, and especially in North Dakota, because they love this stuff, too. And the greedy eyes all blowing back, you know. Anyway, that was just a mild rant. But Missouri, the state right next to me, had legalized medical cannabis and was issuing license and talked about billions of dollars of wells that was going to be generated by the legal industry. But there I was sitting in prison for allegedly doing the same thing. What was criminal in Kansas was considered entrepreneurial in the bordering state of Missouri. Westmoreland also spoke about the racial disparities in drug law enforcement. He says his story isn't unique. Today, 40,000 people are serving prison sentences for non-violent cannabis convictions. Even though cannabis has been completely legalized in 10 states and made legal for medical purposes in a large majority of the states, these prisoners are disproportionately people of color who are four more times more likely to be arrested on cannabis charges than white people. The COVID-19 outbreak in the prison was also revealing. Uh, in the end, despite his best interest, he got uh, infected. He recovered, but five prisoners and two guards uh, died of covid in the prison, uh, he led a congrega- uh, congressional resolution in May that condemned law enforcement brutality and protests over recent police killings. So, I mean, man, oh, man. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, he was sitting in a jail, Lansing Correctional Facility, serving nearly an eight year sentence for allegedly selling one pound of marijuana one pound i received this very lengthy sentence and i'm quoting even though i had a no criminal history score nothing fortunately after serving nearly four years of his sentence it came to light that prosecutors had concealed exculpatory evidence and my conviction was overturned i mean man oh man oh man oh man oh man oh man and he was trying oh what a story all right so for this guy we've got to force the change We've got to be the change. We've got to be the change. And we can't let North Dakota follow into these footsteps. We just can't. So, again, get annoying. Call your representatives. Shout out Rep. Marvin Nelson. Shout out to you, sir. And we need, you know, get your buddies involved. Talking to you, Marvin. And get some traction done, especially with medical. I mean, we need grow. I mean, the growing gives the freedom and independence back to the person. It doesn't force dependence because you force dependence. You force dependence and say, well, you've got to come here to get it or you suffer. And that's wrong. And so is sitting in a stupid prison watching news of a state 50 miles from you not punishing them. Celebrating it. Well, his life is over just next door. That's not right. Can I talk indeed with Wilson every Thursday, 420 open a fresh bag of cannabis news. And these are the stuff these are the things I talk about. These are the stories that I bring, you know, to light. Um, I talk about the local stuff that's happening here and we're not pushing a measure, but we are going into legislative session. You know, if you're not happy with the current medical program, I would imagine a lot of you are. You have to get a hold of the Committee for Compassionate Care. Shout out Representative Marvin Nelson. And let's get this thing pushing. 
You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, we still don't currently have any underwriting sheets here, so I don't know how to say everything. But I just wanted to shout out Terps Candy, TerpsCandy.net. They enhance, relieve, and they relax. Candy with a conscience. There are uh, 14 stores here in Fargo, Moorhead, that you can get that. Again, TerpsCandy.net. They're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Northland Vapor Company, AlpineHemp.net. They have all your CBD stuff. They're over in Moorhead. And I know there's a place over in Fargo. Um, if I'm, I'm butchering the underwriters, sorry. I just want to make sure that you know out there that Northland Vapor Company has got your CBD, your CBD products, and Terps Candy, my boys, Candy with a Conscience, TerpsCandy.net. You can go around town here. I know Tochi Products, my buddy Joe. Shout out Joe. You can go over there and get it as well. You know, but make sure you, would, you know, don't knock his door in to get it, you know. Go during regular hours. Because I heard somebody tried to break into his place to get Terps candy. Which I don't blame him, but it's against the law. And he ain't got the cash to be buying all kinds of stuff to fix. Because you can't wait till the store opens to buy Terps candy. Okay, Canatalk ND with Wilson. We cover all the hard-hitting news with cannabis legalization. We play fun ditties. And uh, I'm about ready to play, play some ditties. And... This is going to be fun, okay? First of all, I got Casey and the Sunshine Band. They're going to say something. They're going to talk about getting lifted. I think that's a new term to, you know, refer to being high. You know, I want to get lifted. We didn't say that in, uh, you know, the 90s, you know. Lollapalooza's, we weren't getting lifted. I think we were getting ripped, fried, baked, maybe. Mines melted. I don't know. But anyway... And then after that is Rob Hustle. Uh, this song, I actually, uh, there was like an, like an urban night on this very radio station years ago. And my daughter and I, we used to, be, we, we used to love listening to this station. And uh, this song, we used to hear it when we were driving. You know, I don't know if we were getting coffee or getting ice cream or whatever. And uh, it was pretty cool to say, this is what happens when you call the cops. You get your rights violated or you might get shot. You know what I'm saying? It's a great song. That's fantastic. Call the Cops, Rob Hustle, one of my uh, favorite songs. And then the first was I Get Lifted, KC and the Sunshine Band. Well, we've uh, we've done it here. Radio Free Fargo, 95.9. RadioFreeFargo.org. You can go there and donate. And we wish that you would. Uh, shout out to everybody for listening to me, Wilson, Canatalk ND. Canatalk ND. And don't forget, uh, Philip. Canahead, Pilco, Canatalk ND. He deep dives on Sunday. Go check him out. Canatalk ND on YouTube. This show will be there tomorrow sometime. Okay? And uh, we talk about cannabis legalization. We have Side Stage with Trav, noon to three. We have Locals on the 8th, I think. And one other show. But you should just listen because you should. Because uh, independent radio. It's pretty stinking awesome. I'm not going to lie about that because I can't. I don't know how. I won't do it, I say. But anyway, educate yourself on cannabis benefits. And uh, this holiday season when you're hanging around with grandma and uh, the skunkle, your skunkle who goes out to take the trash out after supper all the time and then comes back and giggles at the kids' books, that was me. But anyway, share share talk about cannabis you know we need to be bold you know because being bold is what's going to get this get this done and trampling over our rights and, and rolling over 
the small person, the underdog is, man, we're losing. The underdog's losing, all right? But we have hope, and we need to push cannabis legalization because we need to. It has to get done. The benefits are endless, you know. So you can be sure that next Thursday is Christmas Eve, so I'll be here. I'm going to have an ugly Christmas sweater on. No, I'm not. Maybe I will. And uh, Radio Free Fargo, KRFF 95.9, I'll be here at 4 o'clock, 420. We'll open up a extra special bag of cannabis news, and uh, it's going to be a good time. And until then, keep your head up. Green is the new black. This is Captain Cannabis, the king of green, signing off. Be good to yourselves. David Allen, Judgment Day.